0: heaven is very cloudy and (laughs) toga oriented and (laughs) and (laughs) heart-filled I'm Ann McNamee-Keels. And I'm Stephanie Shavera,
1: And this is Lapsed,
0: a podcast about growing up Catholic.
1: A reminder that we love to hear from all of you, all of our listeners out there, Lapsed or otherwise, uh, you can find us on social media at Lapsed Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, lapsedpodcast.com. You can email us, lapsedpodcast at Gmail, and call us, five zero five six Lapsed. lapsed we, we love to hear from you uh steph what are we talking about today
0: today we are talking about catholicism and the afterlife yeah (laughs) heavy maybe (laughs) stuff light stuff it depends on your view we're gonna see Uh yeah how you doing Steph? oh just trucking along with this whole parenting thing just saying to ann that hold on i gotta open the door otherwise the dog will bark the whole time oh yeah okay great so i've got a dog (laughs) I got a baby who is just vaccinated and cranky and a messy house and a angry cat, and that's how my life is going.
1: Oh, man. It's a lot of things.
0: It's a lot of things.
1: A lot of things. How about you? I mean, similar, except now my kid is at school, and uh, mm-hmm. I get this little tiny break, so it's exciting to, Yay. to be a human being and do tasks without... Maybe still being eru- interrupted by dogs, but not, not human children. So, <laughs> you yeah. know. All right. So, we are talking afterlife today. Uh-huh. But before that, is there any Catholicism in the news that we need to discuss?
0: We got to check in on it. We do. Okay. There's a couple of things, and neither of which I understand very well.
1: Oh. <laughs> there's one that I also don't understand well. So, maybe we have the- – we'll see. Maybe it's the same.
0: Okay. First one I guess I'm going to do is – have you <laughs> – do you know what Depop is? De- Depop. This was mine. This is yours? Okay. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't either.
1: <laughs> I took a stab at what right. I thought. I did some some digging. I felt like, do you ever listen to the show Reply All, the podcast Reply All that is now defunct? I've heard it. Yes. Yes. They had a thing called Yes, Yes, No, which is that like one of them would read a tweet and then they would say who understood like and like do you understand this tweet and most of it was like I literally understood the word the in that tweet like I don't know understand any of what's going on and then they would kind of do a deep dive of like what all the things meant and it would Mm -hmm. take like an entire episode so we don't have an entire episode to discuss this but I feel like (laughs) I did a little bit I had to do so much I was like I am so old I feel so old right now
0: because I had to do so much googling to even make heads or tails of this I feel like yeah so if you are along with us and have no idea what's going on, <laughs> there was a BuzzFeed article. That's how I found out about it. Yeah.
1: I saw a tweet and then later saw the BuzzFeed article. So yeah.
0: first of all, Depop, Depop? De- I assume
1: my... Depop. We are showing our age, friends. If you're oh, a younger I... listener, you're probably cringing right now.
0: I hope you are. I hope I don't. Like... It's a resale site, right? It's yes, which sounds great.
1: Mostly clothing. Like I use Poshmark. It's like seems similar to uh-huh. that except like younger people. Who are hipper than I? That's so why I should not be allowed on it. It's great. I'm not. I think I'm not. That's why I'm not mm-hmm. on it because I don't think I'm allowed. No, elder millennials, not not in. But
0: someone instead of selling their clothes decided to sell confession. Yes, is that right? It's like
1: so. <laughs> I think part of what's going on is there are references in this thing that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then the other part, at least for me, is like it doesn't actually make sense. Like it's sort of like confession and penance. and it doesn't even actually make sense in a Catholic context.
0: I don't think, yeah, no. well, kind of <laughs> right. kind of because okay, so say more about what you said. <laughs>
1: Pop it. okay i'm a little sad that you already saw this because i was very excited to send you the actual link to the tweet because it's like a big wtf yes
0: <sighs> but i mean i had to have seen it because it's something about being slavic
1: too it is there's a slavic we'll look at this together stuff maybe between the two of us we've pieced together what is even happening with this we are yeah, like detectives So it says Catholic confession reading. Someone has like put those words over an image of like a girl's miniskirt, like kind of her like midsection to thighs.
0: And she seems like she's at a mall for some reason to me.
1: She's carrying yeah like a tote bag. It does look like a mall behind her. And then there's emojis of pink bows. Very like Dolores Umbridge for those Harry
0: Potter people out there.
1: Oh, I see. I don't know that (laughs) reference. That's good. You bring our Harry Potter people along. Yes. (laughs) So I can read the text. It says, I'm now doing Catholic confession readings for any coquette angelic girls. Already I had to be oh. like Google who want to get into <laughs> Roman or or Eastern Orthodox Catholicism. Kiss emoji. Either one. <laughs> for reference. And now there's like bullet points. This person's resume. I've been baptized and confirmed in a Roman Catholic church. As though that makes you like you can receive confessions. It's all you need to ever do. It kind of feels like this was written for non Catholics to like trick them. Yes. (laughs) Attend Catholic private school. Study the Catholic Bible, the Catholic Bible as opposed to the other ones. I I know, I like that one. (laughs) I would love to help any fellow coquette clean girl aesthetic girlies. Nope.
0: (laughs) i know what those words are but i don't know how they
1: work together here i think yeah to absolve you of your sins for cheap price of five dollars if interested please message me here i also feel like there might be a language thing happening here because some of it feels wonky they are russian it's slavic yeah um virtual catholic confession penance there it looks like oh is this like a separate one There's another one that doesn't have an image, offering to perform Catholic confession penance to any fellow angels interested in Roman and Eastern Orthodox Catholicism. Similar, like, was taught by my uncle who's a certified priest in Luzon, Philippines. So, yeah, maybe there's, like, a translation thing happening here. Yeah. There's, like, similar stuff to the last one. To absolve one of their sins will cleanse their spirit and guardian angels as well as increasing chances of getting into heaven. There's heart emoji, bow emoji, there's a deer emoji for some reason that I don't understand. A white mm-hmm. heart, lips, ballet shoes. Obviously. Hashtag Catholic. Hashtag Angelcore. Hashtag Dalette, Hashtag coquette. Hashtag Lolita. Ooh. Dasha Nekrasova Red Scare Podcast. Catholic Girl, Tradwife, Aesthetic
0: Fawn, Bambi, Coquette, Russian, Bimbo Core, Slavic Girl. <laughs> so when I first looked at this, it seemed as if someone was trying to lure in young ladies. Mm. But then now I'm like it's written by young la- ladies. I
1: imagine it is. But I guess on the internet you never know. You never do know.
0: So, so cuz at first I'm like oh this like I want to perform penance for coquette mm. clean girl it sounded yeah. so wrong to me. Yeah, no. I was like oh someone's being horrible sounds nefarious, yeah. Yeah, but then I'm like no. I mean so on the way that this is super catholic. I mean people have been selling I don't know. They've been trading in on, uh, as the BuzzFeed article says, they've been trading in on Catholic guilt for centuries here mm-hmm. um, financially. So that's not the n- newest so Selling indulgences
1: in 2022 is sort of what, in some ways, this feels like. Yes. The BuzzFeed headline, a Depop seller offering $5 absolution online created a mess of Catholic discourse, which I think really is the story here. Is like this tweet took off and there was all kinds of Catholic conversation slash Laps catholic conversation happening on twitter right i feel like this is made for us to talk about (laughs) right like here Laps podcast please discuss oh man and it's been since deleted so it doesn't even exist anymore it exists on reddit (laughs) the clean girl and coquette style do you know what that is i'm assuming i'm saying that right but uh. those are the
0: words you are saying are correct (laughs) i don't know what it all means together is it mean like you look like little lolita Kind of. Yeah. So clean girl aesthetic means like you're not wearing a lot of
1: makeup. And I guess it's kind of like a... That's my everyday. Yes. Except the people who are like clean girl aesthetic, like their hair is very well done. They have manicures and they're young women, mostly white, mostly thin, mostly conventionally attractive.
0: So they already have like perfect skin.
1: Yeah. So if you're like, (laughs) you kind of are already conventionally attractive according to like what culture says attractive is then like yeah you can just do your hair real nice and just put on a little mascara and a manicure and like that's your thing that's your clean girl aesthetic got it (laughs) but the coquette thing i had to look up because that's a separate thing it is like a tiktok i would say aesthetic Mm -hmm. um the thing i found was frills knits and lace work are some of the key attributes lace blouses and tank tops pointel knits dresses with frilly details mini skirts and corsets mary jane heels So I feel like
0: Catholicism is kind of being used like Catholic schoolgirl look.
1: Yes. A little bit of a Catholic school girl like is part of just part of the aesthetic.
0: Yes. Okay. Because that's a cool thing to do right now. Yes. Why couldn't being Catholic be cool when I was a teenager? I do not know. I want to interview like actual Catholic school students being
1: like, do you feel like being a Catholic school girl is giving you some kind of cultural capital right now where it's cool and hip? Like, is wearing your uniform somewhere after school, like, is that cool right now? Only if you make it coquette We did not look like clean girls, let me tell you, at my all-girls Catholic school, we look like very, hadn't washed our hair or brushed it in two weeks, girls, so... Well, yeah, if you're all, yeah. I, but maybe now they're getting their acts together, I don't know. You know, so the BuzzFeed thing, and I know, this was yours, I feel like I stole your thing. No, I have something else, kind of. Okay, <laughs> this
0: is all I had, because it fascinated me so much i stopped looking at other things. well it's wild and i'm just i could talk about it forever but i also feel like i don't know what i'm saying so well we the buzzfeed thing this, this quote from the the buzzfeed article the BuzzFeed articles it's
1: excellent and like this quote it says the discord sparked by the viral depop listing is indicative of all catholic drama there's beef between catholics people who appreciate the religions aesthetics and those who dislike the whole institution the arguments about what's sincere what's respectful what's problematic about people reclaiming one of the most powerful religions of all time probably won't make any significant advancement in the comments of a depop listing but it they're trying let me tell you the article is just sort of like
0: catholicism is having a moment this is like part of that whole deal it's weird so yeah it links to this other article from the new york times which i missed at the beginning of august that mm-hmm. new york's hottest club is the catholic church yeah and people are larping cath they're doing catholic larping which i'm amazed by maybe we just need to
1: hunt down the the journalist who wrote that article there's like a whole cultural
0: thing happening around catholicism that i need to know more about Mm -hmm. also like this article is the first time i've ever heard of dime square and i lived in new york for over a decade so i don't
1: that is another rabbit hole i was like even afraid to jump down because this felt like it was gonna take me like
0: it needed its own episode right like there's the new yorker part of me the catholic part of me the a person who really appreciates good LARPing, although I've never done it myself, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, there's a lot I need to know about. So if you've been involved in any of these things, please get in touch with us because I need to interview you. Let us know. We're confused. If you live in Dimes Square, I'll even talk to you about that, which is a triangle. And then there's this thing that had to do with the Red Scare podcast. Like
1: that's quoted here, which is like apparently a podcast that's like anti-left. We're not really clear. It's two young women. What? I saw somewhere they might be funded by Peter Thiel, is that how you say his name, who's like a conservative jerk. And then did a photo shoot firing guns with Alex Jones. So that can't be that's well, like he's just the worst. But that's like the worst
0: of awful things. Yeah. Um Okay. I don't know. They're referenced in this. Tradwife, I did not know, but that's basically like what like Amy Coheny Barrett Well, I think even
1: more so of like being a traditional housewife who's like mm. you, you enjoy serving your husband, and you, uh, you know, I mean, listen, I am, I guess technically a housewife but I'm if you, you trad wife from here it, I'm not I mean I would say the the state of my house says otherwise <laughs> and the, the sort of like what I fed my child for lunch today which is like a couple graham crackers and cheese you're not doing it in pearls
0: and heels then <laughs>
1: no we should let everyone believe this is what the wonderful thing about an audio medium they can't see us i am completely i look amazing i have a full face amazing somehow clean girl makeup and amazing hair and that's what's happening i'm wearing.
0: i wouldn't know you weren't wearing makeup i'm dripping in jewels right now is what's going on it's hard to look at you (laughs) too shiny so shiny too much too shiny wow okay well the other thing I was going to bring up... So my husband messaged this to me out of nowhere. And I was like, what?
1: Okay. Were you in the same house
0: when he messaged you? Because that's how we do it. No, because he's back in the office now. Oh, he is. He does this to me. He does. like Especially when I go to bed early. I wake up to all these things he looked up <laughs> at night. Um, <laughs> I, I like so, it. I'm into it. Honestly, where were we talking about right before this? Nothing. This was apropos of nothing i get a text saying although divine revelation ended with the death of the apostles catholics believe that christ gave us a teaching church to help the faithful navigate new moral and pastoral issues i don't know how that sentence works we like talk about death (laughs) and then that the next paragraph i want i want you to guess what this is about do you have any guesses about what the next part like what this article is about that he copy pasted into our text chain puzzles i the deter- church i don't know new moral and pastoral issues paragraph break with the advent of blockchain bitcoin web 3.0 <gasps> so basically it's about catholic crypto conf- Catholic <laughs> crypto conference <laughs> why and it's an opportunity for the faithful to understand the new technology its trajectory and how may it impact it may impact all of us and the church
1: I feel like Catholicism is just going in a direction. I'm like, can we still do this? Po-? We're still lapsed. but like in terms of what is even happening,
0: I it's beyond my understanding of like the current world. I was very excited to be like the person that got to put the envelope in the in the yeah. basket. <laughs> Like, of the three of us who got to put the envelope in the basket was like, who did my dad like the most this week? As far as I know about the church's finances the church and money. Yeah.
1: Oh, my grandma would still, I think I was like 23, and she still was like, here, Annie, you get to put the envelope in the basket. I was like, right? Oh, it's exciting.
0: And then even when I would go as an adult, even though I was like lapsed, but sometimes I went to church, I was like, I have to put money in this I think I have to. I think I can't. Right. It was always like a moral sweat fest for me about how much and when to put in the basket. And oh my god. You couldn't
1: be like, oh, I'm I do it online. That wasn't a thing. Like you were either putting money in the basket
0: physically at mass or you weren't. But now I guess there's crypto. Right. And so we might have to have an episode about this because there's crypto. Catholic Church is sort of into NFTs, I think, somewhere. You know, crypto and NFTs are one of
1: those things that occasionally I go. I feel like maybe if I put a little more effort into this, I can understand what the hell anyone's talking about. And then I, you know,
0: I spend a solid 20 minutes and I go, I still don't really understand and nor do I care to. Right. I found out, I'm sure I'm sure most people know, you know, that crypto is really bad for the environment. And so I just dug into that fact and I was like, I refuse to learn anything about it because it's bad. (laughs) So I'm like on that (laughs) hill over here, waving my flag. This is like my (laughs) feelings about football. I have- in my entire
1: life, never been able to be excited about sports, particularly football, or care at all about it. It's mm-hmm. just not in my DNA. And then like the Colin Kaepernick thing happened, and I was like, I am boycotting Look what a good person I am. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I, re- I refuse to learn. Like, I love so when bad. things that I already don't want to be involved with are you know, morally suspect so that I can feel good about not caring.
0: Right. So I don't know. I can't report on it. But there is Catholic crypto. It is a thing. Again, we'll never be able to understand the whole, like, we should make money because God wants us to when there's a n- zero in the Bible that supports that concept. Like, it's the opposite, though, right? It's the opposite. Jesus the concept, said the opposite. Opposite. So I just... These are all things above our play right? They're like, we, we're not talking about crypto, but everyone else is. I don't know. <laughs> there's a conference, Catholic crypto conference. Like, I... I used to work conferences as one of my day jobs when I was an actor mm. in New York. Hello, shout out Jacob Javits Center for anyone who's a fan. Oh. I used to like live in that building. Oh, I've worked conferences. I cannot, or like a convention center. Yeah, like, sure. Can you yeah, imagine the booths at the Catholic Crypto Conference?
1: Oh, I don't want to imagine the that. The
0: lanyards. What's the design <laughs> on those lanyards?
1: This could be a game like when I was a single woman, where would have been the worst possible place to meet? dudes i think the Have catholic crypto, crypto, conference.
0: crypto conference unless you wanted a very specific type of dude and
1: i i don't not I, I never i never wanted that type no. crypto wasn't even a thing but if i were suggesting to a single lady straight friend where to meet men that's the opposite of the place i would tell them yeah. to go because i imagine it's mostly men
0: i'm assuming although women keep surprising me with the their depths of despair yeah yeah but, um but yeah <laughs>
1: Today in Catholic News we don't totally understand. That's sort
0: of the theme today. This is why we do not claim to be journalists. <laughs> uh, I you I got to send you the the website for the Catholic Crypto Conference. It's Oh, I guess you do.
1: I will I'll post that. I'll put it in the show notes, friends, if uh
0: if anyone wants to check that out. If anyone yeah. wants to a- next year sign up. Yeah. No. Um <laughs> all right, just so you have it. <laughs> Woo. Well, yes.
1: Should we talk about the afterlife
0: oh my i i don't know like this legitimately <laughs> causes me a fair amount of anxiety so mm. i think i'll be better now than i was when i was little but we'll see we'll see
1: well so <laughs> speaking of which mm-hmm. so in your catholic childhood steph yes what was your understanding as a kid of like what the heck happens after we die according to the catholic
0: church somehow And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, I'm sure it was from coloring books and very nicely illustrated Bibles, like the Precious Moments Bible I had from First Communion, Um, Mm -hmm. that heaven is very cloudy and um, toga oriented and, (laughs) and heart filled. And I was just like, everything's happy all of the time. And, but Mm -hmm. it's like in the sky somehow, like the Care Bears and um care bears is probably in there in your imagination of of heaven and then there was hell which was on in the earth and then there was purgatory and i never figured out where purgatory was but that was a big part of my understanding of catholic afterlife that like it was real hard to get into heaven. Most of us were getting into purgatory. Mm. And so you had to like cultivate friends in this life so they could pray you out of purgatory. Like, Yeah, because that's how you get out. I remember coming to terms with the fact that I was going to end up in purgatory. I knew I was never going to be good oh. enough. Like I, you know, dishonored my mother and father on occasion. Like every time I went into confession, I was like, what are my sins? And these are like big ones. I was like, I'm never going to be just straight into heaven. Like I'm going to, I'm not going to. Oh now. man. And purgatory is kind of scary. Like, I don't know. So there was that. And then when I got confirmed, my teacher gave us all scapulas. I never say that right. Oh, scapular. Yeah. I just want to say spatula and I know it's not right. And so I get, conf- I can't say it. You want to explain for the listeners? I'm just thinking about scapulars. So what I was told, and I've done zero research on this. This is just what I was told by my ccd teacher when i got confirmed was that if you are wearing this when you die you can't go to hell no matter what you've done man it's a pass you can murder people but if you are wearing this a catholic church is not witchcraft
1: but also if you wear this special amulet you will not go to hell
0: and then <laughs> pretty soon after i got confirmed we moved From Georgia to Florida and I lost it and I had a full panic attack I was like I am so screwed I had a pass and I lost it
1: and so just to describe for people who might not know what a scapular is because this seems like a
0: very Catholic thing do you want to explain it all right again never saw anyone else's this is what I was given Uh uh-huh it was like a long string and on the end of each were these two like leather squares uh huh. And so and it wasn't joined. It wasn't like a ring, but it was sort of like rested around your neck. Oh, kind of mine was like a ring. Yeah, mine just okay. had two edges. I think if it was a ring, I could have like tied it onto something, but it was like a string and it had two leather squares on each end. And there was one, it was a picture of Jesus on the cross and the other one was maybe Jesus getting baptized or something it was like two images on these leather mm-hmm. sides I don't know what did yours look yours was a ring
1: I remember it as almost like a necklace but instead of having like one little pendant or whatever mm-hmm. it had two one on the front and well it would look kind of look like one on the front one in the back and yeah little either felt it was brown a brown cord and then either felt or leather little brown squares like mm-hmm. I don't know the around the size of a quarter but a yeah rectangle and then yeah an image on each one of like one of Jesus one of Mary something like that and you would wear it with like the pictures on the f- one on the front, one in the back oh, over okay. like
0: as a necklace or yeah, I was supposed to wear it and I was never going to get in anyway. Someone gave me one and
1: I was like, oh, I need to It's very like um, this new word I've realized I've learned is scrupulosity, which is like sort of an obsession with doing the right thing. It's like mm. big in Catholicism. Yes. So it was like, oh, I have to do this. You know, I have to wear this. But I also remember you could some people rolled it up. Like you rolled up the little rectangle and like wrapped the cord around it. So you were wearing like a weird little scroll on the front and back. And then, mm. you, but you would like tuck it under your shirt. Like it wasn't something meant to be seen necessarily. Like I remember tucking it under my shirt.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think you were supposed to put it under your clothes. Maybe it was the thing of you don't go
1: to hell. I remember just feeling like, oh, this is like a it's like a reverence thing and it's like a keeps you
0: safe in some way kind of a thing like a saint medal yeah like my yes. god I always wears saint christopher
1: yeah like something you wear sort of as like a protection right but yeah i i was told it was like
0: you you can't go to hell pass hell for free So like you might not get into heaven and you might have to spend extra time in purgatory but you won't go to hell and you were concerned that you go to hell i was obsessed with that fear because i was like the Ten Commandments, like honor thy father and mother, is a real easy one to feel like you're breaking all the time as a mm-hmm. as a youngin. So I was like, I'm screwed. I'm making like this is a mortal sin, so that's a problem. And then you know when sexuality started happening, I was like, oh man, something's super wrong with me. So it's just it was just a lot going on, and I I don't know. Did you watch the Good Place? So I've only watched a couple episodes. I never watched the whole thing, but... Okay. I refused to watch it for a while because I had a very wrong idea what it was but when i was sort of ill at the end of my pregnancy and i had to like stay inside i Mm. binged the whole dang thing and it was quite good i found and it hit on a lot of my anxieties about afterlife one of which is like i don't know who's keeping score there's got to be somebody tallying the good and bad things you do but and again as we talked about the catholic spiritual world seems really bureaucratic so I don't know yeah. who was in like was it my patron saint or my godparents who are up there or like yeah my guardian angel like who's in charge of this I do not know mm-hmm. so I don't know what they're biased towards me or against me so that was part of my anxiety and the other part when they get to heaven in that show it's like when it's so good, isn't it really boring forever? hmm The concept of infinity still freaks me out. I'm still not comfortable with it. Yeah, totally. But when I would start thinking about, like, I want to get into heaven, I was like, heaven seems wicked boring yeah it seems so boring to us. like how do you just sit there on clouds forever and ever and ever like no one ever told me about other stuff that happened
1: it's like the billy joel song only the good die young yes. It's like i'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints the sinners are much more fun like <laughs> <laughs> i as a kid first of all my mom loved that song and second of all
0: i Absolutely. was like he's got a point though Mm -hmm. (laughs) heaven's gonna be filled with people who just don't do anything
1: (laughs) yeah a lot to process as a kid how about you yeah you know i was thinking about it i think like similar to what you're saying i don't have specific memories necessarily of who told me what right in terms of like what you learn about what happens after you die it's sort of like I think in general and in Catholicism, but like in general in kind of Western culture, there's kind of what you're learning through religion if you're religious, but it's also just pop culture stuff. And there's the people around you who kind of tell you, right? right. As a kid, you have questions about death and like what happened to somebody after they die or what happened to my dog after they died. And I didn't have a dog, but
0: you know, my grandma did. Oh, the dog situation. Oh, yeah. You've talked about that. They told me do- my dog was not going to heaven. I was like, well, then what <sighs> is the literal point of being here? <laughs> Literally boring people and
1: no dogs. That sounds awful. <laughs> right <laughs> so my earliest memories I remember kind of asking questions like of my mom and also my grandma my grandma was very catholic very churchy and my grandma loved wakes and funerals for her whole life she had her like whole funeral planned out fra- probably from the time she was like in her mid-50s and she lived till she was 80s the
0: Irish or Polish side of your family Polish oh okay
1: but she loved a wake and a funeral when after she died I found mass cards from people's <gasps> wakes from the which is like a little picture with like like um, their date of death and when they were born and like a prayer
0: dating back to the 60s. That my grandma kept. I have every mass card for my fam- like family members that have died. Because what do you do? With- I don't know. To- I can't- I feel like I can't throw them out. I had this conversation with some
1: friends who I went to Catholic school with. And they are all like, oh, yeah, I have all these mass cards. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't think I have all the mass. I don't have all the mass cards. I don't have a place I keep them. And then I felt bad. Even though I'm not a practicing Catholic, I felt horrible about it. Because I think I probably threw some out at some point. Recycled them. Right. But, like, I shouldn't. I don't know. Anyway. My grandma really liked wakes and funerals to the point where in my grandma's last decade of life, if my mom was going to a wake or funeral, even if my grandma didn't know the person, she would invite my grandma along because that was just like something my grandma enjoyed doing as an old Catholic
0: lady. She liked it that much. Yeah. That does feel like really Catholic.
1: It was so Catholic. A couple of times they even went to like not, I, the one I think threw her off is my uncle's mother died and my uncle was Jewish, non-practicing. I think she was non-practicing Jewish. So my grandma was at this like non-religious service for a Jewish woman. And mm-hmm. I think my that was the only one my grandma came away from was like, that was really something. I just, I didn't really know what to, and I remember my grandma telling me, She was a lady activist, apparently. And I was like a
0: lady activist as opposed to... Well, one was lady activists? I love it.
1: That was the one my grandma seemed very confused about because Catholics have like a very specific way, I think, of thinking about death and the wake looks like this. And the... Yes. People call it a visitation, right? The wake Mm -hmm. of like, oftentimes the body of the person is there. There's like pictures everywhere. You say some Catholic prayers. Mm -hmm. You drink. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I remember my grandma talking to me about it, and I remember asking her, like, are you going to go to heaven one day? And she was like, well, I sure hope so, but kind of in a funny way, you know? Right. I remember believing that, like, you go to heaven if you've been good. Right. I, unlike you, I, like... I didn't. I didn't hear that much about purgatory, and I think I mostly thought people went to heaven. I also didn't really think if non Catholics went to heaven. I think in part because
0: most of the people I knew were Catholic. I didn't really know anyone. That's something that was. I asked one of my teachers once. I was like. Like I have Jewish friends and Mus- mm-hmm. like I know someone who's Muslim at school. Like what happens to them if if you're right and there is only one Catholic God, what happens to them? And he like, well, if they're good people, they go to purgatory because they didn't believe in our Catholic God, but they weren't bad. Mm. And I was like, so I did expect to see people from all the other religions there, too.
1: Yeah, purgatory kind of feels like this little bit of a catch all of like, well, what about? And it's like, ah, oh, then there's this purgatory thing. So it's OK. Mm-hmm. Like it sort of is to, there to make us feel better or at least
0: it did for me yeah it made me feel like i could sin a little bit and not be in super big trouble
1: i definitely was of the belief that you like got to heaven and so i imagined heaven it was like a mashup. now i realize of the church i grew up in in the wizard of oz oh the church i grew up in i've described this once before has this very unusual mural which looks (laughs) like i guess it's supposed to be god i think i talked about this but it kind of looks like zeus I've never seen another Catholic church with like that kind of depiction of God other than like the Sistine Chapel, right? Yeah. So it's giant image, giant like stories high image of this like bearded white man with like a white beard, like shoulders up. And then there's a crucifix in front of that. So thinking now what I realized, what I imagined is that heaven, once you got in, kind of looked like that church, but that was like, God was like alive. Yeah. But you saw him from the shoulders up and he was like an old white man. (laughs) And also, I this realized they, very Monty Python. <laughs> well, it's also kind of like the Wizard of Oz, because the Wizard of Oz was like that. Like, he, like yes. when they see the wizard, and then they feel- I, I don't think I thought into the, like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, like, this mm, is all fake.
0: That's deep. Uh-huh.
1: There was, like, a big, giant face talking to you. And so that's kind of what I thought it was. But I didn't think it was, like, scary like the wizard. I thought he was, like, probably nice. Mm-hmm. But that's what I thought heaven looked like. And I thought I imagined you were like in your physical body and you were like seeing people you knew being like, oh, my gosh, hey, you're here. Right. And like running into people, you knew, and they looked like their physical bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened after you died is that you would just like hang out with all the people you'd known on Earth.
0: Did you ever imagine like you were in houses or like? How did you imagine you were? No, just in this weird
1: place. And like Jesus, because he's always like at the right hand of the father. So I imagine like literally like Jesus is on the right of the. Yeah. And then like the Holy Spirit is there too. Like they're on the little sides and then like the big God face in the middle. And I don't know what I thought you did the rest of the time. I just thought you hung out all the time. I guess you don't need to sleep or like go to the bathroom or eat. I feel like the idea, and we've talked a little bit about this, that like the people who you loved who died We're like still with you and they could send you signs and if something good happened like you didn't have rain on your vacation and be like oh so and so was looking out for us like that yep. they can
0: do weird little favors for you absolutely yeah you had a similar thing well first of all there's the major the saints that you can pray to so there was like oh, right you know anthony is like you lose stuff did you ever read american gods by neil gaiman no. Okay. So there's talk sort of about how like when people immigrate here, they bring their gods with them mm. and the ones that are still powerful are the ones people believe in. So like Easter's still got a lot going on, Ostera or whatever, but like, you know, Thor isn't so big anymore because people don't actually believe in him. Okay. It's that concept. But I, so I was, think of like anthony like just roaming around heaven being like uh, like the big dog in heaven he's like everyone's talking to me
1: saint anthony saint anthony
0: yeah right but also like when people i loved died you could talk to them Mm -hmm. yes that was who i would talk to when it was like something personal Mm -hmm. i would be like uncle steve or you know i was like hey can you like help me out i've gotta get into this college or something (laughs) um i'm having a really hard time so there was that aspect of it and yeah there was very much a sort of thanking people and lighting candles to help people like get the message across
1: oh yeah there's like a candle lighting little station at some churches where you can light Uh a candle and leave money and the candle can be like for a person
0: Mm-hmm. Or for, like,
1: a thing you're praying for. Right. Which is interesting because so much of that feels like ancestor worship
0: from, like, pre-Christian uh, religious. So, you know that part in the mass when they're, like, and and these are the, you say, like, and are an, uh, the prayers for people. Oh, my gosh. I'm having such a mom brain right now.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a part of the mass where you're praying for people. That's what you're talking about?
0: Yes. When you pray for people.
1: And for different things. You're, like, asking mm-hmm. specific prayers. Yeah.
0: A lot of times it's for people who are sick in the community, but Mm -hmm. there is like a section for people who've died. And like in my family, it's still a big deal to have masses for people. Yes. Like once a year we have a mass for our grandmother, like my grandmother, a mass for an aunt or uncle who died. And my understanding was that you do that to help them get out of purgatory, but I could be very wrong about that.
1: Yes. There's a thing of praying for the souls in purgatory.
0: I heard that in church and I was like, (gasps) like... Everyone, that was my grandma. Everyone really prayed real hard or whatever. Like, like, you gotta work harder.
1: We're gonna get her out. Everyone. But she
0: wasn't. She's right in heaven. She's perfect. But um, that part really got into my imagination as a child.
1: Yes. Well, there's a thing of praying for people who've died, which is I could see how being outside of the Catholic Church, one might find somebody might find that unusual. Mm-hmm. It was,
0: but it was very normal, right, for us. It's like to praise totally. for someone who died.
1: Okay, so I did a little bit of poking around in terms of what we haven't
0: had like a researchy episode in a while. I'm excited to learn something. So I sort of had two questions. One is like, what does the Catholic Church
1: teach about what happens after you die? And then the second. Because I had seen some stuff around this. It's like, what is actually in the Bible about what happens after you die? Because Great. as we have discussed, some of Catholicism is based on what's in the Bible and some is just based on meetings of men, <laughs> men. <laughs> of men, childless, celibate mm-hmm. men,
0: or theoretically just making choices.
1: So I'm going to start with what the Catholic church teaches. A lot of what I got was from websites of like specific churches. Some churches are just like, here's when mass is and then so and that's their website and then some specific parish websites are like here is what you need to know about what the catholic church teaches and they really go into these big things i don't i don't know why so sometimes that's where i find some of this stuff okay so this one a lot of this is from holy family church in lawton oklahoma where i've never been um thank you thanks holy family church so what they say is that when we die or when we fall asleep to the Lord, which is one Thess- oh. Thessalonians, we bury the body of the person who's passed. And then the soul goes on to judgment. Okay. So, so far I'm kind of like, yeah, I've heard all this. So there are two judgments though. So the first judgment, and this is like what I, this is the part I'm like, yes, this feels familiar. Well, although they called it particular judgment, which I would not heard of that term. At least I don't think so. So this is the heaven, hell, or purgatory. Steph, you're in luck. You can go to heaven despite venial sins, which are the small sins. Okay. If you have a couple sins, which I always feel like they're fuzzy about which ones are venial. Like, like murder's definitely mortal. Murder's a big one. But, like, honor your father and mother, like, that seems like it's kind of venial. I hope so. Which is, like, a not serious sin. Anyway, you can go to heaven despite venial sins. And... It says that purgato- mortal sins, you can go to purgatory. I couldn't find a clear thing of like what puts you to hell versus what what makes you eligible for purgatory, basically. Because there's somebody up there
0: counting and I don't know who it is.
1: <laughs> or is it like everybody goes to purgatory and then like if nobody's praying for you, you go to hell eventually? Ooh, you slip down. Oh. I mean, I think that's the idea. If you never leave purga- like Shoots and ladders. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's shoots <laughs> and ladders. <laughs> okay, so that is what happens. But there's another one and stuff. In some ways, this felt like I never heard of this, but also I then realized it's kind of all over the place. And why then I did learn this. I just like didn't process it, maybe. Okay. So there's a general judgment, which accompanies, it says, I'm quoting, the glorious return of Jesus Christ in his second coming when he comes to judge the living and the dead. Oh, yeah. Which is what we say every week at mass. When he comes to judge the living and the dead, he will have no end. Yes. (laughs) So when Jesus comes again, which I don't feel like is something we talk about in Catholicism, even other than literally saying it every single week in mass by rote. We talk about it. In terms of like talking about in religion class, in terms of preaching. I don't remember. There's not a focus on like Jesus is coming back. We don't
0: really wait for him. No,
1: but we say it every week in the Nicene Creed. Eh, So he's going to come back. (laughs) He's going to come back. And then there will be a big judgment of everyone.
0: All the living and the dead. The living and the dead. Yeah. Man, you'd think you'd like already made it if you were dead. Okay.
1: So in Matthew 25, Jesus is saying he'll separate the sheep from the goats the sheep to his right, who will inherit the kingdom. Poor goats.
0: I like goats. They
1: get a bad rap. Yeah, right? Like, why are the goats the ones not getting anything? Right? So that will be another judgment. So that includes everyone who's died and people alive. Okay. What? Which, again, I was like, that's never That's never something we said until I realized it's literally said every week in the Nicene Creed. So it is there. But it's just like, we don't focus on it. Is that dead just the purgatory dead?
0: Or is it every dead?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like, people from hell. I assume if you're in hell, you're like, definitely done. You're done. But I kind of assume the same about heaven. Maybe not. Maybe you could be in heaven. But then when Jesus comes back, it's like, oh, actually, no, you're not good you enough. You
0: Jesus I do not Jesus woke back up from his nap, and he's not happy about it. <laughs> so you got to keep praying for people after and after they die, even if they're okay. in heaven, I guess. So I guess. here's some, it
1: says some common confusions. Yes, please. This is this website of this parish. Angels. We've gone over this, but people do not become
0: angels. They're separate. Angels are the- a different creation of gods. They're totally different species. Everything. Mm-hmm. They're not humans. You can't fall in love with any angels? No,
1: they're different. Okay. So humans do not become angels after they die. They Got just it. become spirits or their soul okay. in heaven. Okay. Here's a common confusion. Should you say someone is in heaven or reunited with family members, or say, "Oh, it's so good, she's back together with her sister, and they're baking in the sky." Steph, you shouldn't. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that? You shouldn't say they're in a better place. You shouldn't say they're in heaven. You know why? Why? Because they they could be in purgatory. (gasps) And if you say they're in heaven, that means you're not going to pray for them. And if you're not praying for them, they could be in purgatory forever. So you should always be concerned that people who died that you love might be stuck in purgatory. Never have the false hope that they're
0: in heaven. This is my question about how children are taught about the afterlife. Because I feel like everyone's like, you know, if you're – someone dies in your family you're like well it's okay because she's reunited with her blah 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 she's in a better place Do you, yes does anybody actively follow that and never tell that to their children because according to this pair she shouldn't say that don't
1: comfort your children don't tell them okay grandma's right. in a better place because she might not be she might not be she might have sinned and it even goes on i'm so glad i found this particular website because holy guacamole <laughs> there's Another confusion that being nice is all we need to get to heaven. So (laughs) you know how sometimes you're like, they almost got the point. They're so so close to the point. Yeah. It starts by saying nice is defined as respectable, people-pleasing, or agreeable. And Jesus was not always that. He was not always respectable. He was not always nice. Hey, I like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Through some temper tantrums. Exactly. Because he was pissed about some stuff he had reason to be pissed about. Okay. Yeah. Being nice doesn't make you like a- He was a gentleman activist, as they say. Scrava Marcy would have said. <laughs> So it says, believing in Jesus, I'm trying to follow the logic here. So, okay, so far I'm with you. Believing in Jesus is not simply saying Jesus is Lord, but about living out that Jesus is truly the one who has all power, is wisdom itself, and came to guide us to heaven. He will help us by his mercy to enter into heaven. It says, being nice does not cut it. Atheists can be nice, which I was like, yeah, they can. Yeah, so be real nice then it quotes faith without works is dead and i'm like no but it's like the opposite way you're trying to say because like just believing in jesus without being a good person right isn't enough like isn't that but no they're saying works is going to mass and praying so if you're not going to mass and praying oh you're not really a good person i don't no know no matter how many good things you do i guess Okay. Being nice is not enough. And I was like, yeah, being nice is not enough. You really have to like fight for what you believe in. But it's like, no, being nice is not enough. You have to go to mass and pray. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) we were almost on the same page there. So close. Okay. Another common misconception. Tell me. Everyone will be saved. God is too good to send anyone to hell.
0: That's what I wanted to believe about God. It says God does not send people to hell, but people send themselves to hell. Well, I guess that's uh, right. (sighs) I
1: looked at another, this is a, let's see, org, which is another Catholic website. So I was curious, do Catholics believe only Catholics can get into heaven? The short answer is they used to believe that. That used to be the doctrine. But since Vatican II, it's that anyone who believes the things that Jesus t- teaches has a t- shot at heaven. So basically, if you're a good mm. person and you love your neighbor as yourself, even if you're not Catholic or even Christian- even if you i guess lived way before jesus was alive you can get it to heaven even atheists says yeah it's pro- okay. i imagine if you pushed someone one of these priests they would might say well it's a little harder like you might end up you might have you to be extra good extra good do a little more extra credit in purgatory to get there mm. but okay. yeah it says this So they're asking this priest, Father Joseph, which I don't know who Father Joseph is. There's a million Father Josephs. Because they're asking, like, well, how could it have changed, like, at Vatican II? How are we to understand that, like, the rules change? And he says it's a clarification. It's giving a different interpretation. The doctrine hasn't changed. There's no salvation outside the church that hasn't changed. But how we understand it has. So basically it's like there's salvation in following what the church teaches. You could have, like, accidentally been following what the church teaches and mm. still get into heaven. Okay. And he said, so this <laughs> This is, like, leaves me with question marks above my head. He gives the example of Jesus on the cross offering eternal life in heaven to the repentant thief. We know this, right? He's dying on the mm-hmm. cross, and he says to the thief next to him, like, you'll be with me. And I forget what he says. You'll be with me, basically, after we die. Yeah. And the this priest says, well, he wasn't Catholic. Hope of resurrection is available for all. True. True, but nobody i mean jesus was jewish so not catholic definitely not catholic nobody was catholic for a very long time after apostles
0: were really catholic none of the
1: the virgin mary was sure wasn't catholic
0: no (laughs) she's in heaven there are
1: no catholics in the bible there are no christians i wish i'd come up
0: with that question when i was like in fifth grade which question just basically like if only catholics can get in which someone definitely told me at some point oh yeah
1: what about jesus he wasn't catholic (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what about everyone in the entire Bible? Mm. So that's what I learned about what Catholicism says. Okay, from this church. From this church and, yeah, like like a couple other websites. But it seems like that's sort of the... The gist. Yeah. So then I was looking at, like, what does the Bible actually say about the afterlife? Because I, I have seen some things floating around about this and I was curious about it. I think something that was a shock to me that I think I read recently is... Nowhere in the Bible does it say you will see your loved ones after you die.
0: Nowhere? Nowhere. That's the one thing I was banking on. Okay.
1: (laughs) It's not in the Bible. There are things in the Bible that some people interpret as you will go to heaven, which even those things are up for debate. So you can like assume that if you're in heaven with God and someone else is in heaven with God that you'll see them there. But nowhere is it like, don't worry, you will see the ones you love after you die. Okay. It's not explicitly stated ever in either testament what is stated so there's a guy named bart erdman who is an authority on the new testament in the history of early christianity i guess he himself is not a practicing christian okay but he wrote a book about this about kind of christianity in the afterlife and then i think in like 2020 it was published and then he like wrote something for time magazine in a bunch of places because this book was coming out most christians believe in a heaven and hell apparently according to this Article in Time Magazine: Seventy-two percent of Americans in general believe in a literal heaven, and fifty-eight percent believe in a literal hell. Which is a lot. Of, That's a lot of people. It is. So here's what this guy, this Bart guy, is saying. Uh, Bart guy, he's like Bart he's guy. A, he's a PhD and a very important doctor. Smart Bart person. guy. Neither Jesus nor the Hebrew Bible that he was interpreting endorses the view that departed souls go to paradise. Or basically go to heaven or to hell. Ah. So ancient ancient Jews did not believe that the soul exists. this is according to this. And again, if someone wants to prove me, I'm not a scholar of like ancient right. Judaism. So someone please correct me. From what at least from these articles, from this guy, ancient Jews did not believe that a soul existed apart from the body. That's the whole thing of like breathing life, like their first the first breath is life. And they kind of didn't believe in any kind of consciousness existing after you die. But around 200 years before Jesus, this isn't that long before, there was a shift in thinking for some Jewish thinkers, basically with this idea that a Messiah would come, God would raise the dead, and then sort of the second part of what the Catholic Church believes. Mm -hmm. That there was going to be this kingdom of God, God was going to raise the dead, and Mm -hmm people would then live in this like perfect world people who i guess had earned it in some way yeah would, Mm -hmm. would live in after death so that is only like 200 years before jesus though so it's like a kind of a new idea in judaism okay when jesus is living so for jesus he is building on this idea i guess that is like mm-hmm. that that will happen, but there's debate in Christianity. But basically a lot of Christians see what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about the kingdom of God as like here now on earth. So a lot of things that we interpret when he's talking about, like paradise, my father's house, all these things like we kind of all interpret that in Christianity, especially in Catholicism. It's like he's
0: talking about heaven. Yeah, he's talking about heaven. Yeah, that's where God lives and Jesus hangs out.
1: But according to a lot of Christian scholars... He's talking about life here on earth now. Oh. And he's saying the kingdom of God is here now. And it's like a state of being now here on earth. If you're, if you are following the way of God, like you are, you will experience that now here on earth, which is like a, to me, it feels a little like enlightenment, mm-hmm. the concept of enlightenment of like living on this other plane of existence where you're living like in the kingdom of God. And so there are some places where Jesus talks, talk about things where it seems like he's talking about the afterlife, but it seems more like the Jewish thing of like, god raising up like physically raising up people in their bodies zombie like kind of like that yes but in a but in a happy zombie way in like a yeah not nice zombies, not scary looking right and really the whole deal and i think we've mentioned this but like the idea of heaven and hell as like where your soul goes after you die was really a greco-roman thing that got put on christianity as more pagans became christian oh the first jesus followers were mostly jews Mm -hmm. and so they were kind of in line with like the jewish way of thinking about this Mm -hmm. but you know the greeks and the romans the pagans have all this stuff about like uh hades and the underworld
0: and the the olympus and yes
1: in the clouds yes so the heaven and hell kind of came out of that type of thinking so it was the pagans which again, if you're thinking about like ancestor worship and pagan is was just kind of a catch-all term to mean like non-Jewish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it really was a pagan idea. Oh my gosh, his, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Xavier is giving the sweetest smile right now. He's like, this stuff is bananas. I agree, <laughs> like, Xavier. This is
0: weird. <laughs> I wish you could talk, bud.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's sort of a, it's sort of a, it's a Greek Roman take on what jesus was talking about that brings us the heaven and hell ideas oh my people will often read especially the way it's interpreted because it seems like the word heaven is used a lot in the bible like in that we would read now as english speakers yes but that's like a bunch of different words that were interpreted to say in in the ancient texts yeah yeah oh i'm greek i'm from aramaic and from hebrew so yeah the the idea of heaven and hell like i was under the impression before going into this that heaven and hell and seeing your loved ones after you die are all things mm-hmm. that are in the bible and it turns out that's not necessarily not the case it's all a lot fuzzier than that that's okay that's <laughs> why we don't read the bible and we're just like no? okay would lead to too many questions oh also there's a thing where the way jesus talks about like what we would describe as hell Mm -hmm. seems a lot more and i won't. there was like different places it pointed to in the bible but actually it seems just more like the soul doesn't exist anymore rather than the soul going somewhere bad it was just like your soul doesn't exist oh if you're not doing things to put god in your neighbor above all else you
0: don't get punished you just you cease to be
1: exactly and that's your punishment that's
0: not the way we were taught at all no i never even considered that no i don't think there was an option of ceasing to have a like souls are yeah. infinite yeah
1: so you got to go to either heaven or hell or spend your the rest of your afterlife in a, a waiting room that is purgatory there's no out <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know so i don't know where this leaves me i figured it was going to be more complicated than i understood it as a kid but this has just this feels way more complicated than, like, most of us understand.
0: It's hard. It's hard to get your head around the afterlife in general. It Yes. Or post-life, I like guess. I feel like the afterlife right. indicates that there is, like, something we'll be doing one way or the other. But I feel like, yeah, once you die, what happens is, I mean, what religions and philosophies are all... Many of them about. Yeah. Right. It's, it always has felt, I guess, to me, that so little was about the here on earth. (laughs) It was always about like working towards after earth. Mm -hmm. And that's also been my like problem as once I've lapsed, I suppose I'm like, but why doesn't everyone just be nice now? Just because it makes the world better if we're nice, not because it gets you into heaven, not because of all of this. And like, why not just, I don't know, treat this world. Like it is your one chance at doing anything good or being good. like, that just makes sense to me to live this life fully yeah because like banking on this like second other life i don't know just it didn't make as much sense to me but if that's actually what the bible is saying like this could be your heaven
1: according to some christian scholars and probably more progressive right. ones um that probably. sort of is what it says oh man And it sure wasn't taught that way. And that's sure not how the – I mean, not to say the Catholic Church. I mean, like we talked about Catholic charities and stuff. And it's like it's not Mm -hmm. like the Catholic Church is never focusing on making things better now. But it's all the Mm self-sacrifice and the guild is like, oh, you're doing this because there'll be a better chapter after this.
0: I did make sense to me. I guess someone said this to me once. I don't know who. But like so much of afterlife was – Invented by people, or in order to make poor people or keep poor people in line, mm-hmm. be like, Well, it's okay that this life sucks because you're suffering because you'll be even better off in the next life than rich people. It all comes back to capitalism in the end. <laughs> I guess I think- <laughs> yes, that's right.
1: No, that's real because I mean, unless your sufferings, it makes your suffering worth it. If we think about the stuff that we are taught, Jesus said about heaven, which again, mm-hmm. like. When we when Jesus is talking about getting into the kingdom of heaven, we all assume and we were taught that that means after you die. But is he talking about it right now? Right. Is he talking about essentially attaining enlightenment? Maybe mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about it in like a Eastern kind of way. Right. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. But then you, like, look at the Vatican and you're like, guys, did you read that part, though? Did you read that part?
0: You have this, like, ornate palace and, hey, Catholic crypto. If you told me to, like, take one teaching away from Jesus, I mean, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Or just basically love your neighbor even better. Right, because we don't love ourselves. <laughs> In Catholicism, I feel like the main teaching was rich people are not doing, are not supposed to get in. And then, yeah, there's a guy, there's a rich guy who's like, how do I,
1: how do I get into the kingdom of heaven? And he's like, give up all your stuff. And then the guy's like, oh, I know I can't do that and walks away. Mm-hmm. Like, we're taught this stuff, but then we see these pictures of these, mm-hmm. I mean, all the fancy vestments, even that the priest wears and this like
0: very expensive gold thing. Gold. Holding the, the host. Mm-hmm. It's hard, I think, for a child, especially and by myself as an adult too to process it's like what you were telling me what you are showing me don't work together <laughs> no they just don't and um, it's interesting how that
1: confusion even when we're just talking about the afterlife like we can't get away from that kind of uh mm-hmm. hypocrisy or lack of kind of looking at how what you're saying and what you're doing don't line up have you had to talk to your kids
0: about the afterlife at all
1: mostly with my seven-year-old it has mm-hmm. come up and
0: just recently, just the
1: idea of someone dies, you don't see them anymore. I mean, I think with that's as far as we've gotten my three year old. When my older son realized what death was and started asking questions and realized that everybody dies, it was very heartbreaking. That's I can't imagine. It's really hard to have to talk to your kid about that. Because he was really scared of the concept and it is scary. Yeah, it's it
0: still scares me.
1: So the tact I took, I'll give you this. You can do with it what you want. Yeah, I'll take all the advice I can get. So, and I will say I'm coming from the perspective of I'm Christian-ish. I am Christianish. i do not know. I think I believe in something. Right. That's kind of how I feel. I think I believe in something. I'm not an atheist. I believe in something. Beyond that, it's kind of... I, I don't know. I don't have. I don't have concrete answers. I didn't feel like I wanted to give him like people go to heaven and this is what happens, right? Right. Which is what I was living, and it was comforting in some ways. Yes, it's easy. <laughs> yes, like that they're in a better place is an easier thing to say. Mm-hmm. But it felt dishonest because mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So what I said was, I remember saying something along the lines of, "I understand that death is a scary concept, and I think it's scary because it's a mystery. That's it. Because nobody knows what happens, and that is scary." And so what I ended up doing was talking about different things that different people believe. Okay. And I just said, here, here are some things. Some people believe that you go to heaven and you, you're with God and Jesus and the people you mm-hmm. love. Some people believe that you come back as a different person or a different animal. Mm-hmm. Or, and I talked about a couple other things and I just said, and some people believe the combination of that. Some people don't believe that there's nothing that happens after you die, that your body just goes back to the earth and grows things. Mm-hmm. And actually, we know that. We know that part, that that's true. So we know that. Physically, that happens. Yeah. So I sort of just presented, as much as I knew, the pantheon of what people believe happens after you die. And I said, and and it's a mystery, but here are some things that people believe, and you can choose what you believe, and it could change over your life.
0: That's a pretty good answer.
1: And I kind of said, like, here's what I think I believe, but I've changed it, you know? Mm -hmm. But, But man, it is a hard... I understand. I understand why this thing that isn't even in the Bible, that... You go to a magical place where you see everyone
0: you love was given to us as kids because it. Why we, I mean, it would be awesome if it was just like, that's the answer. Great. I know it. I know it for sure. And here it is. Right. Oh, answers. I just want more answers.
1: It's funny, right? Because we get frustrated that the Catholic Church gives answers instead of inspiring questions. But with some of these things, you're like, no, I'm too anxious. Just give me the answers. I mean, I understand why they do that.
0: Yeah. Well, Anne, I actually wanted to propose um, something I forgot to ask you prior to recording. So I'm just going to ask you right now. I was thinking oh. because we sort of did this on the last episode, but it's like, I thought maybe we could do like recommendations. Are there like Catholic adjacent Things happening in the world like books or media or something that we could recommend Ooh. for people, something that we're interested in right now because we're being sent so many things. And I got this idea because you recommended the podcast Turning to me. Or oh, the, the Turning. Turning.
1: Yeah. The Turning, which is a kind of an expose on uh, Mother Teresa and
0: her order. Have you listened to it? I finished it yesterday. Yeah. I I couldn't stop listening to it I was like finding excuses to just put my airpods in so I was like that's my recommendation <laughs> like and it was really complicated I want to do my own research now and look into something that again kind of like the afterlife I super took mother Teresa as a concept for granted yeah absolutely I think of her as a person no just a living saint is what we we're told and we have to have a whole Mother Teresa like episode at some point mm. but that's my recommendation which you recommended to me so i stole your recommendation
1: great well it can be our joint recommendation then
0: the turning podcast
1: it's not like a light
0: listen it's New. intense but uh <laughs> it's really well done and but if you're lapsed or want to know more about mother teresa or like or like i think i know something i highly recommend it excellent recommendation yeah our
1: virtual collection basket Yes. Indigenous Peoples Day is coming up. Mm -hmm. So I was going to suggest people check out Chinations.org. It's a youth council of indigenous young people around Chicago. Great. It's a diverse group of youth and adults with with a mission to create a supportive open environment for Native youth, raise awareness of cultural identity, and promote a healthy lifestyle through arts, activism, and education. Chinations.org. Check them out and maybe donate. All right. Well, Steph, and also with you.
0: And also with you, Anne.